three, two, one. Carolina blue kicks, Carolina blue fitted, Carolina blue whip, Carolina blue twins, Carolina blue seats, Carolina blue ice, Carolina blue bike, Carolina blue lights, Carolina blue jersey, Carolina blue gator. Oh, fucking my favorite team is the Lakers. Laker yellow Lambo, Laker yellow Rari, Laker yellow 911, Laker yellow mommy, Laker yellow Converse, Laker yellow Grimmy, Laker yellow number eight, Kobe Bryant authentic. I'm an authentic nigga, and so is my clique. This is Chef, and as always, when listening to our podcast, be sure to subscribe, tell your friends about it, um, you know, send us some money, uh, show your love. It is episode 155, the last podcast of the year. Gentlemen? What with the white voice? What up? 5,000 North South Florida. It's your boy, J. Joe. Uh, um, oh, not that the mama, the bitches, the nine inches. Sorry, guys. That's skinny pimp. We were talking about Memphis before. Oh, okay. I was like, I don't know that song. Okay, it's looking for the chewing. Is the name of the song? But they oh, have sampled that little part. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. That's what's up. Um, so, happy holidays, gentlemen. Uh, how was everyone's We Christmas? Christians on this podcast. Right. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Um, happy Kwanzaa, if that is your thing. I think it's the fourth day of Kwanzaa. Uh, the day is, I don't know, because I don't I don't celebrate don't Kwanzaa. Do under that. Do you? Yesterday, Ujama. I do. Yesterday was Ujama, because I remember that, because I, I, I remember that story back in... Um, College, right? Shout out to Tracy. Johnson? Oh man, her dad. Her dad was a capital, and her, uh, her dad was Thomas Johnson. Yeah, Thomas right. Johnson, Jefferson. 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 Tracy, Tracy Jefferson. This dude that said Doctor Quincy Terrence, Jake Johnson. You didn't throw out my full name. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got to it. I got to that hey, bit though. Can you? Uh, I guess we'll wait to how you doing. Because maybe you should give the people like a little backstory of how how your mind has been thus far on this podcast and why uh, it's been like that. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna share state of the show when we get into that. But how was everyone's how's everyone's holiday been? How everyone's Christmas rather? Let me be more specific. We are Christians, you're right. Um, it's cool, man. I mean. Oh, all is good as long as everybody, you know, the kids are having a good time, man. It's kind of a, it kind of sucks because you always got the the other end, the other edge of the sword, you know what I'm saying, for, for holiday time. People get sick, and especially with, you know, uh, Omicron and Delta popping off right now. Um, I lost my neighbor a couple of days ago. It was like my, my immediate next door neighbor, like real cool guy. We smoked cigars and stuff like that, man. Like we were really tight on the block. So I lost him to cancer, which is really, really mm-hmm. tough. I lost another neighbor like behind our house. They died um, Christmas night, like while their kids were there. So, you know, I mean, shit is just, you know, you got the good part of Christmas, which is great. You got all the Christmas cheer, the movies, you know, you eating snacks and drinking brown liquor and shit like that. But for some reason, like people just, they just pass. I mean, whether they're alone or whether they're with family, like it seems like the holiday time is always the time when people just get up out of here for some reason. You know, it's just the other half of that, man. And, as I guess, I mean, 2021 was the year of 40 for me and other people as well. It's like you really come to grips with your own mortality. 
And it's just like, damn, like, motherfuckers is really getting up out of here. They're not even old, you know what I'm saying? And you start thinking about, am I doing everything I'm supposed to do? You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, man, like, what if I fucking drop dead tomorrow? Like, shit like that. Shit that's never creeped in your head before, ever in your life, now starts to be things that you think about, man. So that was just a little bit of extra oomph on my holiday, man, with all of this shit going on, man. It was a great holiday, but it was just different perspective. That's all. That's real. I mean, I know the homie lost her grandmother. I know a few people who lost relatives during, like, someone lost their mother during the holiday. So it's just, you know, you got to be mindful of that, like your mortality. You got to be mindful of the fact that you just, you got to, you know, enjoy these moments. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, that's that's real. That's a very real statement. Um, how about, how old you, 5,000? How was your holidays? Um, holidays was cool. To you guys' point, it was good. Anytime you can get together with uh, friends and family and just kind of see everybody and hang out. Um, that was it, though. Just took it easy, chill, laid back day. That's what's up, man. What about you, JJ? Uh, well, I was supposed to go to Nashville for Christmas, but <clears throat> I didn't feel well the day I was supposed to leave, which I believe was the 22nd. First to a second, something like that. Um, and um, I was like, Yeah, I, you know, I didn't want to go home and spread the the Delta Omicron, so uh, I just held back to make sure I was straight and I ended up being straight, but it was, you know, basically too late to go home. Um, so, you know, mom, sister's disappointed, but, you know, they understood. Um, do you have Omicron then I realized, on, like, your top uh, or your bottom half? Like, can you tell the people what you have on right now? Like, you have Omicron on the top half, but not the bottom half. What's your current attire? Uh, so right now, I, I'm potting in a bubble coat and boxes laying in the bed. So just... <laughs> But I mean, I, I'm, I'm under the covers, so I'm not exposed. Yeah, case, we don't see a size of nothing. Right. So you made me forget size. what I was talking about. I felt like I was being serious, and then you just want to let the people know what I'm doing. Uh, but we can see the covers. But we we can see the top this. of the covers, too. That's what makes it worse. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, in, a, in a bed <coughs> with a bubble coated boxes. That's an alliteration <laughs> for you. Uh, repetition of consonant sounds at the beginning of a words in a series. Um, so, but I remember last year I didn't go home for Christmas because my my mother, my father, and my sister all had COVID. Um, so this is like back to back Christmases. Uh, what do the lonely do at Christmas? Face ass nigga. Um, so. Um, I ended up going to the grocery store um, and picking up supplies and made myself a nice pot of gumbo. So I ate on that and chilled out, watched some shows. Um, so overall, it was still a good time. You know, I like me. That's some old black people. Yeah, you know, so I ate on that a few days. Right. right. <laughs> normally, they would normally say I ate off of that. I ain't off of that by shit about four times. <laughs> <laughs> Man, about a week of gumbo. 
That's how niggas tell you how good they food was. Like, you tried that new spot now? Man, that shit was straight. I ate, I ate off of that shit like twice. <laughs> yeah, you a bunch of food. I'm off of that shit. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm man. So I ended up, it, it was cool, man, relaxing. Uh, it, it didn't feel like Christmas. Uh, I think actual actual Christmas Day <laughs> might have been 79 in New Orleans. So, um, I mean, you've seen all the memes where it was like Christmas wasn't Christmasing and this is, you know, blah, 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 which I definitely uh, wasn't in the Christmas, excuse me, Christmas spirit. Um, I think weather had a lot to do with it. Um, yeah, it was just like didn't feel like Christmas. So, um, like Christmas. so yeah, man, that's right. So, but it was cool. It just didn't, you know, feel like Christmas. What about you, Chef? How was your Christmas holiday? It was a lot, man. Like so, um, in general, Christmas was great. I think like we had uh. I had, like, people come over to the house for New Year's Eve. I was trying to really get into the spirit because, like you said, it didn't really feel – I didn't get – I wasn't, like – I didn't have the opportunity to get into the Christmas spirit. Like, I, I, sh- I started shopping late. I didn't go to a mall. I didn't go to the mall or nothing until, like, the, the last day to get some gifts wrapped. Um, I didn't even watch Charlie Brown. I was – Luckily, you didn't even get Charlie Brown Christmas because it was on on the Plex. So thank you, Wood. So I mean, I, I didn't, <laughs> I really couldn't get into it. You know what I'm saying? Like I I, I normally would. Um, so I was like, you know what I'll do is I'll have friends come over and some and and some family come over to the house like Christmas Eve, get some pizzas and shit, play some music, and try to little set a little Christmas vibe. So that was really helpful. Everyone came through, played some games and all that, that cool shit. <clears throat> And then, and Christmas itself was awesome. Um, it was probably the best Christmas I had since, like, I was saying on um, social media, it's the best Christmas I had since 97. My parents, like, gave me all the Tommy Hilfiger shit, including the cologne and the book bag. So it was, it was, it was that type of vibe. My, my wife really showed out. My mama showed out. She got me, like, a humidor. I was like, my sister got me the LeBron James, uh, FAMU, uh, Nelia. Like, it was, everyone really showed out. Uh, for Christmas, my wife got me a sweet watch. She got me a, a sweet gold chain with baby's names on it. So it was like, you know, it was it was a good Christmas in general. You got like that New York chain with like their names on it? No, like, their no, names no, in cursive? Like dog tag. Oh, okay. Dog tag. I was about to say, hey, man, I, I mean, that's a great no, gift. No, that's weird. But. <laughs> no, that, that, that would not be great. Okay. I would say that would be bad. <laughs> I got their names on dog tag. It's 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 masculine in nature, but it was. I made I made some mistakes because what I did was, and I thought I mean I thought it was a good idea at the time, and probably in hindsight it was a good idea. I got my booster last week, like on Tuesday, and niggas was like, "Man, that booster real dog." And I was like, you know, everybody was saying that shit about the shot, you know, saying the Reggie shot. I got my booster. I was like, no, nah, this shit ain't nothing. But low key, I think I was already sick with something beforehand. So I didn't feel great anyway. But that shit, like, exactly, I mean, that shit made that, took that shit to the next level. Like, I almost passed out at the mall and shit. I didn't have no energy. I had, like, a terrible cough, worse than already. I'm like, I didn't quit smoking for real. So all that shit was bad. Um,. And then my baby been whooping my ass. Like she, she is very cute and sweet, but she is, 
she don't chill, man. She turn up, man. This, and she is whooping my ass. So, um, between all of that and the holidays, I ain't, I, I haven't had no sleep. So, if I start sounding weird during the podcast, this is my excuse. Um, just know, I mean, I know I'm a bit off, I'm a, bit, a, little, a little bit quirky, but um, yeah, I haven't had no sleep. So, <laughs> I just want y'all to be mindful of that. But Christmas was awesome, man. Shout out to everybody who made Christmas sweet. So let's get into it, man. Let's get into this podcast. It's the last podcast of the year. Um, we were kind of talking about Christmas. I think we've, if you listen to this podcast enough, and I hope you all know that Christmas is, is considered a fuck, fucking holiday. So it was a quick question. Um, if y'all's dick can make a sound... When it got hard, what would it be? That was a very first of all, you first of, right. You whispered that there was. He was like, "Yeah, there's been a meme," and then you jumped into. <laughs> so, guys, if you're if you your when your dick gets hard and it had to make a sound, what noise would it make? With a like, strong dick, that was weird. Your dick, right? Hey, whoa, easy tiger. So say that again. I mean, I like dick. I asked about it. Huh? Nobody what did you said say? you. Huh? What did you, you just say? You say easy time. What am I gotta be easy for? Hey man, this is what I was talking about. See, I told these niggas like, I told these niggas I, I'm sleepy now, I'm trying to keep it tight. So just so just re-say what you <laughs> said, but maybe like all the same voice inflection or at least the volume <laughs> right. all the same. No emphasis on dick, please. For sure. <laughs> so there was a meme that was floating around, and it was funny, you know. And the question was, if your dick can make a sound for when it got hard. What would it be? Anyone can start. I'll start with me. That's fine. I'll start with me. Just so everyone feels comfortable. Um, I've always um, compared um, my dick to Super Mario. Um, so, yeah, when he has a mushroom. But even like when... Why when, have you... Hold on, hold on, man. Why have you always... <laughs> because I feel like Super... I felt like Super Mario was supposed to be. I thought that was like supposed to be the allegory they were using. Quietly, like, like he's like, like he eats the mushroom and then he becomes strong. But if he gets hit by the other mushroom people, it's like wah wah wah, like whatever, like whatever, whatever this noise it makes when he gets small again. When he gets real fancy, he can fly and he can spit fire, which is not positive, but. So you know, so Mario Brothers is like a subliminal like dick. It has a subliminal dick message to it. <laughs> I think it was a subliminal dick message. I've always I thought that for years, and I thought maybe I was tripping. I could share that now because I've told everyone I'm I, I'm have, I'm working with a sleep deficit, so they'll be like, "Oh, that nigga crazy," but he was sleepy, so we could ignore him. But you like, haven't been sleepy for years, think. though. I really feel that way, but we could I could still use this as an excuse. That's what I'm saying. So every time you played Mario, you felt like sexual, like a sexual thing. A little bit. A lot of those old Nintendo games had sexual in your window, though. Well, honestly, I, I can't agree with that because I really don't agree with your initial assumption about Mario Brothers. So I, I'm curious as to what other games you think also have subliminal sexual messages to them. That nigga be like, duck hunt. Right. Change the U to an I. Right. Dick hunt. Ninja Gaiden is a a, a, <laughs> a game about sexual assault victims. Like what? All right. 
I was going to say, um, what's it called? Uh, Double Dragon for sure. What? Like a, I was just bullshit. Was that like a menage a trois type of game? A little bit, a little kink in there. Um, hoops. Uh, hoops? What? How, dog? How? Say that bad by dog. Huh? Barbie. How? I mean, she was a basketball player. Not nah, she wasn't. She wasn't for real. This nigga oh, used to get fun. nasty with his video game. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Hey, man. I think cousin ain't never want to play at his house. Right. All right. That nigga's in bu- that nigga's in bubble coats and boxes. <laughs> so and Gary, nigga. So when somebody, so when the when the magic mushroom sound happens, what's your reaction? Like, do you just look at whoever is around you in the eyes and like, yeah, bitch, that just happened? Like, because they heard the sound too. Like, you feel like, yeah, that just happened. What's your reaction? Yeah. When the mushroom goes off, okay. I mean, I don't have to make. It's not a visible reaction, but there is a, a sign of relief because you're ready to go. Like Mario's not really ready to go until he gets the mushroom. Reggie Mario can't do shit. He dies easily. You know what I'm saying? The little Goombas is much taller than him. He can't really perform until he gets the mushroom. Unless, unless it's an awkward erection, right? Because awkward erections exist, right? Where it's like like a soft one. No, like you get no, erect. nigga. When your dick is hard in church, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's see, oh. I, see, I was gonna get to that when we got to my sound. Well, go ahead. Okay, well, we'll go ahead and do my sound, and then we can skip right to you and five stacks. So mine is also a video game, Mortal Kombat. Um, I always thought it was whoopsie. It's actually toasty. What? Hold on. Toasty. <laughs> it's, no, it was it was two. Uh, whoopsie toasty. was one, and toasty was another one. Okay. Like it was two different characters saying that shit. Okay. When do they even say that? When you knock somebody fucking head off? Like when you do a good combo? One of them was like the clue to do some kind of like cheat mode shit. Like, but you could only execute the little maneuver when the nigga came on the screen and say, whoopsie. Toasty! Got it. Okay. See, that sounds like Man. toasty, though. It does no, sound like toasty. That's what I'm saying, but it's another character that says toasty. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so. Any any reason why you chose? Because the dick sound to be whoopsie. Because I'm thinking more of the more of the the awkward erection and not like the intentional erection, like like the church erection, like whoopsie, like didn't mean for that to happen, like. I but was, doesn't make it more awkward that your dick is like whoopsie. It is. <laughs> I mean, my thing is, why is it accidental at church <laughs> if they being sexy at church? You go again, boys. Hey, this all your pod this week. Okay. Big booty, big booty praise dancers. We about to get back into that. Yeah, big praise yeah. dancers. At least you remember. I yeah. mean, or like, saying, or, or like, like, like let's saying, say, let's say you watching, you watching Avengers with your kids, and like Scarlett Johansson like glides across the screen, and then like everybody in the living room just hears. And they know, like you want your, you want daddy's in his bag, <laughs> like daddy likes him, <laughs> right? See, <laughs> and your wife is looking at you like, with your fucking kids in the fucking living room, bitch. <laughs> but but see again, Scarlett Johansson is forgivable. I'm talking about when that shit just happens for like. Not if like, like your kid is in your lap watching the movie. What if your son's like in your lap watching the movie with you? And you see Scarlet, and it's like, whoopsie. Well, 
Well, first of all, that's gonna be the least of your worries. <laughs> the sound, right? <laughs> you engraved a child. I'm I'm saying that you fuck around and you at the zoo, you hear and whoopsie comes out some sort of way, like in the fucking ape exhibit, like you said. Yeah, like oh no. <laughs> Did y'all see the meme of the um of the sheep with real ass? Yeah, like, I saw like, that. Ass. Like yeah. niggas is wild. Sheep, I, I never sheep, seen sheep. Them ass. Yeah, that if, shit was gross. If you if you're digging hard watching the horses fuck at the exhibit, you got you got issues, nigga. <laughs> hey man, hello. I'm just saying, like, you walking through the mall and a fucking topless mannequin or some bullshit, and you whoopsie, like, oh, nigga, word. Like, what if that shit wasn't even for that, though? What if you. It you was know. just thinking, but see, again, you could be thinking about some other shit, some shit you looked up on fucking black.com or OnlyFans, right. and you just be at the wrong place at the wrong time, and right. people be like, the fuck? Right. You know what I'm saying? What do you do when you surprise yourself? Like you wasn't even paying attention, and you hear this shit like, "Come on, <laughs> like, <laughs> oh come on!" <laughs> hey, come on, it's crazy as fuck. All right, JoJo, you up? So I would, I would do this little stupid ass oh, noise we used to do like back in the day in school. Like, <laughs> <laughs> can you can you slow that down? Could you go half speed so we know what you're saying today? <laughs> that one's good because it, it's effective as like a um like a subliminal. And it'll make people laugh, so and nobody, nobody will really be offended. Yeah. First of all, <laughs> the right situation, motherfuckers will be offended. Like, right. you know what I'm saying? No, but all you gotta do is the harmony though. That's ding ding ding. Light and then say that lightning speed. Well, it's funny when y'all used to do that shit so, with, with, with uh with titties too. Yeah. <laughs> so could could you please explain that to people at home? <laughs> like like when you see titties, it'd be like titties. But like you don't, when the niggas around you know the melody, you don't have to say titty. You'd be like, "Niggas, titties." Somehow, I feel like this is this is wrong. So <laughs> we'll get in day. trouble for this. Uh oh, here we go. Back in the day, whatever yeah. starts back in the day. <laughs> when I was in, um, I tell you the story. If I told y'all the story, you'd stop me. So in high school, stop. <laughs> <laughs> God damn, you beat me to it. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to let him get out of the first inning. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. So, yeah. So, my side would be... Fucking uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Whoopsie. Go ahead. Go ahead, man. This oh. nigga Paul. Oh. oh in high school. Asleep. In high school, I was... um. I was at the track practice and um, the girls' track practice, and I was just chilling like in the on the sidelines, waiting for waiting for my mom to pick me up. I was there for bad reasons. I was there for for just to be a, a, a looky loo and look at ass and thighs and shit. So I was chilling. One of the girls on the four by one hundred 
she was like, she was like, my legs hurt so much. I was like, you need a massage, eh? And she was like, yeah, that's cool. And I was like, all right. So I started rubbing her leg down. I'm like really into it. And um, she's like into it or whatever. And all of a sudden, um, my um, my dick got hard or whatever. And oh, it got hard. It was definitely, yeah. So, and I was like, I was like, she don't see this because I'm wearing my dungarees. It's cool. I'm wearing khakis and in plaid shirts. <laughs> all the all the all the big ass shorts. All the shorts you used to wear. Jinko jeans, I think. I wasn't wearing no jinkos. I was wearing like some khakis and like I used to either wear jinkos or some khakis and like a plaid shirt. So I had some khakis and a plaid shirt. It was all good. I thought shit was sweet. You know what I'm saying? I rubbed her down. I rubbed another motherfucker down. I was like really feeling like good about myself. And my mom was like, I could see my mama pull up and I left. So the next day, as I was walking like around school, everybody was, when they would see me, they started just doing the bankhead bounce. You know what I'm saying? They just start bouncing real quick. You know what I'm saying? And, I, and niggas was doing that all day. I was like, what the fuck is happening? Why does everybody keep on doing that? And um, one of my niggas was like, man, you know how they doing that, right? And I was like, what? He's like, man, they, they doing the Bradley bounce. I was like, what does that mean? And he was like, man, because I heard when you was rubbing the girls down yesterday on the track team, your dick was bouncing in your pants. So everybody was doing that shit when they saw me. So the rest of the year. That was my shit. That was my that was my sound. How do you do that? That's horrible. <laughs> hey man, that would be that would be a funny ass cum sound though. That's gonna be the next question. Like we bust. Oh man. Man, I got all the good ones out the way. I I really took this question to heart, and I was like, well, I want my shit to be like unnoticeable, like. Just in case it's an awkward time, you know what I'm saying? You fucking in front of the judge or some bullshit and whatever the fuck. I don't want to hear no weird sounds. So I was like, I just want my fucking erection to sound like a cough, right? That's what I told niggas. But then oh, I realized, like, that is smart. in these uh, COVID oh, times, like a cough, nigga, like niggas are still going to turn around and look at you. You know what I'm saying? And. Especially if the cough comes from your pants, right. you know what I'm saying? Like in the middle of talking to somebody, this shit. dick is coughing. <laughs> Let me tell you, dick sounds horrible. <laughs> now that I'm saying this all out loud, like nah, I, I don't want, no, I don't want my dick to cough no more. It's not I, I didn't say that. It's not hocking loogies and that. Well, Mike, Well, I don't know. All right, so. I changed that. I, I want something inconspicuous, so I said cough, but I don't want cough no more. Maybe like so, a pss. Like a pss, Like pss. What's the What's the theme music for? What's the music on um, Will of Fortune when they come and they're about to do the little thing where they slap the buzzer? The Will of Fortune uh, theme music? Not Will of Fortune, uh, Family Feud. Oh, um... Like where they like face off or whatever, right? Because that's happy music. I want it. Yeah. Oh, look at Wood, boy. That that wasn't even screwed up. Right. He was already had that shit on draw. That is festive. Right. Like people like that. Nobody's ever sad when you hear that. So. That just makes you want to move a little bit. Like get you. 
Yeah. So I, 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna go from cough to Family Feud. Player showdown music. What say you gonna you gonna pass? Or you gonna play? <laughs> oh. Hey man, okay. hey, hey, boy, what? What's getting this? Getting this stride? Take this bubble cut off. It's getting hot. <laughs> all this, all this erection talk. See you go. Woo! Now, now we're ready. What's What's next? So now, so now, let me tell you something. So going from like a bubble coat in boxers, I feel way more vulnerable now that I don't have on the bubble coat. Like that was like a shield. So now I'm just talking to you niggas in, in boxers laying on the bed. Anyway, go ahead. What were you saying? It's my bad. You're fine. Speaking of coughing. Don't tell me I'm fine when I'm in my boxers laying. Uh, I don't think you're fine like that. <laughs> you fine. <laughs> Shit. Thank, thank you. All the music. All the music. Yeah, that nigga mushroomed up when I take that bubble cut off. Yeah, I got to get mushroom up. It's all good, bro. But I'm excited at all. Speaking of... Oh, man. The Omicron variant of the COVID virus has been aggressive throughout the nation. Um, People have been dealing with um, spikes throughout the country that are much higher than they were um, at the COVID heights of the um, Delta during the summer. So, you know, niggas is talking about shutting down shit again. Um, What are your thoughts on going back into another shutdown potentially because of the Omicron uh, spikes going on right now? I'm I'm, I'm not concerned, really, because people have already said, fuck it. You know what I'm saying? And you can tell by the CDC's response that the CDC is even like, well, if y'all not going to do right, just fuck it. Like, I'm tired of telling y'all. I'm tired of saying go get vaccinated. I'm tired of saying wear your mask. Like, all this shit is out there what you're supposed to do. You know what I'm saying? And people are going to do whatever the fuck it is that they want to do. So if the CDC has given up and like, fuck it, y'all just do whatever. I mean, we're just at a point now where what's going to happen is going to happen. I mean, shutting shit down is kind of weak, but that's just the byproduct of the attitude that we've taken thus far. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I know here um, our kids can't go back to school until like a couple more weeks. Um, Like it's going into mid to late January. It may even go further. The federal government workers, the state government, local city workers, shit like that, like they're going back to 100% telework, like... We're in a situation now where we got to go back to step one because everybody's getting fucking COVID. And of course, it's not just because people are not wearing masks. It's not just because people are not getting vaccinated. That's a part of it. But it's just, I mean, it's a new variant. You know what I'm saying? And this shit is more contagious. We're just, this shit is just escalating, man. And, you know, we're going to go back to square one for a little while. But I don't think it's going to change anything. People are still going to do whatever the fuck it is that they're going to do. Yeah, I mean, shit's crazy. I don't think it's gonna go back to like down just same shit. We would say like it went from like 
quarantine for 14 days to like, all right, uh, 10 days. And it's like, oh, well, if you don't have no real symptoms and no shit like that, uh, five days, you're straight. You know what I'm saying? Like, so next thing is just going to be like, if you don't have any symptoms and like take your ass to work. So it's just, I mean, it's concerning because so many people are getting it. I mean, right when we ended podcasting the last time it was, they shut down all P, uh, PG County schools, right? It was right. really weird because you were like giving like a PG County update, and I'm like, hey man, like you fucking plugged in. <laughs> <laughs> right, because that shit was like hit fast. I was like, oh shit. <clears throat> and what's crazy is because it was weird to me, all of the cases seem to be coming from the north, northeast. Um, which is weird because, you know, the initial, um, COVID-19, uh, we got the New York strand, strain, I don't know if we're talking about weed or disease, but we got it from, um, at Mardi Gras, New Orleans. So New Orleans was hit hard early. Um, same with the Delta variant. New Orleans was hit hard early. So when I started hearing shit about Chicago, um, DC, New York. Uh, I mean, New York's always in it, but it was like the north, northeast. And at the time, I hadn't heard anybody in the south really it really getting bad. Um, so then I, I did like many research, and yeah, most of the cases were in the in the northeast. Uh, and then it started trickling down, and I know I don't know if Atlanta, if the whole state of Georgia was in like yellow warning for high cases and then switched to red and then I started hearing, hearing about Texas uh, started being bad in Texas and now New Orleans I've been hearing people starting to get it so I mean it seems like um, Omicron is, is is that shit and it looks like it's affecting kids a lot more yeah. um, I don't know if it's because <clears throat> kids are in school if it's just because of the way, whatever, but it, it I've been hearing about a, a lot of people, people's kids getting it. Um, cause yeah, I had a friend, I had to ask chef, like she was like, she listened to the podcast. She was like, can you ask chef? Like, what did he do when his daughter was, um, sick? Like, how do you, how do you manage that? And I can only imagine like just how that is. Um, you know, Dealing with a sick child with other children in the house, you know what I'm saying? And you try not to get sick all at once, man. This is just like a crazy ass juggling act. And it seems like the government is just like, well, fuck, you know, do what you do. We ain't about to shut this bitch no more, down no more. So, you know, I don't know. Well, tighten up your bootstraps or whatever the fuck. Hmm. I mean, the government done. They done with all of us as far as that's concerned. They're like, we, y'all, y'all niggas got work to do. But um, I know from what I read was it seems like if, you, if you're if you vaccinated, the Omicron symptoms read very similarly to cold symptoms. And so it made me feel like, and then I remember also reading like because of the nature of viruses, they're their desire is to live and survive. The easiest way to survive is to not kill their host. 
So I assume that as more strains or, or versions of the virus come out, more mutations rather, that it'll be something that's, it'll be unpleasant, but it'll be more livable. I mean, because I really haven't, and maybe I'm wrong, y'all can correct me, I haven't seen a lot of stories about a spike in hospitalizations or or people <laughs> being intubated. There's been a spike in hospitalizations amongst kids um, that I saw like this article today. Oh, okay. Uh, and but, deaths. <laughs> huh? Okay. And death. Oh. Oh, where? Oh, okay. Well, shit. Never mind. Shows what I know. But um, I know what I did. I got my daughter vaccinated. I, I got She got her first round this week. I was like, nah, nah, we ain't playing around with this shit. I mean, because Floyd's not going to shut anything down. So at the very least, I need to make sure that she's straight. So um, it's moving swift in that in that sense. But you just got to be prepared for it the best way you can. I would say you get vaccinated. And if that's not your thing, just everyone get back to their masks and just kind of keeping it keeping to themselves the best they can. So is everybody going to take the pill when the pill comes out? Everybody keeps talking about this fucking pill. I heard about the pill, but when is it supposed to be coming out? It's going to come out soon. I mean, but like, is the pill going to be magic? Now niggas are going to take the pill. Because if niggas take the pill and they don't take the shot, like the whole time y'all were basically just scared of a shot. Is that what's going on? Niggas do be scared of shots. But but niggas be scared of shots. I feel like if it was in pill form, more motherfuckers would have been vaccinated. But some motherfuckers just hate, uh, just scared of needles. Not hate needles, just scared of needles. That's crazy to me because I know, I didn't think that was the issue. I didn't think it, I was hoping it wasn't something that trivial. But I know when I was talking to my, my daughter got her shot. She was chill about it. She like she was relatively chill for an eight year old. Um, like she was just a little apprehensive before she actually got the shot. But after she's like, "Oh, that was nothing." But the lady who was doing it, who gave it a shot, she was like, "You're a lot better than a lot of these adults I've seen." And I was like, "What do you mean?" She's like, "No, these these grown adults be like running around in the room. They be flailing their arms." And I'm like, "For real?" So I I mean, what you just said made me think about that. Like, were people doing all this shit and having all these think pieces because <coughs> they were really just scared of a needle? No, I'm telling you, dog. There's a lot of whole-ass motherfuckers out here, dog. If you come up with a whole conspiracy <laughs> theory in your head, talk about fucking Mega Everest boys or whatever the fuck her name was, Tuskegee Airmen, all of this shit, just because you were scared of a shot, nigga. Hey, what? I'm calling niggas out if that happens. <laughs> nigga, y'all, y'all better not get that fucking pill and y'all were talking all that shit. I got words for you. Mm-mm-mm. They gonna take the pill. They just ain't gonna let your ass know. But them niggas on <laughs> take them little niggas probably got vitamins. Them niggas probably got the uh, the vaccine now. Yeah, like, but I'm saying the niggas who are scared of who are scared of needles and try to put it on some hotel shit. When nigga, you was just on some ho shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's what seems like it. Because that seems a lot more real. I didn't really think people tripped on vaccines or shots because it's it's literally a half a second. <laughs> It's like not even that. I mean, but some niggas haven't had a shot. Niggas don't go to the doctor, first and foremost. So some motherfuckers have not had a shot since they were kids. They probably don't, literally don't remember the last time they had a shot. Hey, boy, that shit crazy. I'm going to Africa in June, so I'm getting about to get a bunch of shots. Mm. Can't say shit. I don't, I don't fuck with it, though. But, um, I mean... <clears throat> All right, cool. Well, you know, everybody pray, hope for the best. 
This shit. You sound, every- now you sound like the CEC. Hey, man, y'all stay prayed up, man. Hope for the best, man. Hope it works out. I don't know. What else can we do, man? Like, we've been doing, we've been dealing with this shit for two years. It's coming up on two years now. Coming up on three years. Shit. You're right. Yeah, fuck. It is three years. Is it? It started in 2020, February, March of 2020. Yeah. I don't know. No, it'll be the second year, but like. Yeah, we're coming up on the third year. Going into the third year, yeah. It's going into the third year. It's going to the third year of this bullshit. So it's, I mean, it's life. I remember my daughter said to me today, she's like, I was like, baby, you got hush. She was like, so I can't wait for things to get normal again. I don't have to wear a mask at school and stuff. I was like, baby, it's forever. You're going to be in college wearing a mask. I'm sorry. You think so? Forever. This, 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 this is the world. And I, I mean, I'd rather her. I'd rather her assume that's the world and just and be shocked that it's not, as opposed to just just thinking it's, things are gonna get back to how it was beforehand. I was like, nah, might as well just think about it. I mean, I'd love for it to be different, but let's assume this is how things are. It's been normal in like Asian countries, like with tuberculosis, exactly. and SARS. I mean, it's they've been wearing masks for years, and it's normal. It's not nothing crazy. They get a cold or the flu, and they wear a fucking mask. Right, and they, and we look at them funny, but I'm like, no, I'm not, I'm not gonna do that shit no more. It's cool. I might as well just embrace it as the new normal until something changes. Otherwise, but I just don't see it happening, and I'm also fine with it. So, what was that you know, meme you posted? Uh, five stacks about a runny nose. Oh <laughs> damn! Um, I don't think I took a picture of it, but it was basically like <laughs> if somebody in the club. With a runny nose, then you know they'll fuck if they burning or something like that. <laughs> what? <laughs> if somebody's in the club with a runny nose, you know they'll fuck while they burning. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> That's funny. But um so let's, let's switch subjects, man. Um so we missed this last week because we didn't pie, but if this this is something that reserved, um, deserved uh, conversation. So Jay-Z um, was asked about him competing in a versus uh, last week. Uh, he was doing like a, a clubhouse chat with Alicia Keys and Rob Markman. I didn't know clubhouse was still popping, but anyway. Um, but he was discussing, oh no, it was Twitter spaces. It wasn't, it wasn't, it looks like clubhouse. It was Twitter spaces. Um, but they were talking about um, verses, and he was saying, "There's not a chance anyone could stand on that stage with me." Uh, referring to basically him versus the field, um, and I'll say my, I'll say my opinion. I don't think, I don't think Jay Z is the type of artist that's supposed to do a versus, just given the nature of what versus is, is supposed to be. It, I know it, it, when it first started, it was like a, it was supposed to be like a showcase of, of artists during the quarantine where we could kind of just enjoy music at, the, at a house and have some uh, diversion from reality. But now it seems like it's an opportunity for kind of B-list legacy acts, lower level acts um, to, to kind of revive their careers, uh, get some uh, streams under their belts. And also just share their music with a new a new demographic, um, just a kind of way to re, remarket their work. 
Jay-Z doesn't need that. Um, Kanye, Drake, a lot of all the, the level A-list talent, like the superstars, they don't they don't need verses. There's something they they could create a versus or something or create some sort of platform, but they don't need it uh, for their careers. And, and they would they, I think they'd also see it as like something that would be hurtful to their careers to even be a part of because of their level, their level of talent, their level of of stardom and all that shit. So um, I would never expect to see Jay-Z do a versus um, or anything close to it. And that's cool with me because um, I don't think anyone really could be on the stage with him. If it was, I guess it would be Nas. But Nas would never do a shit either. So, I mean, I, you know, that's my point of view. So, um, he said it couldn't, not wouldn't. So, it doesn't matter who would and who would not get on the verses. But there, I think there are a couple of people that could be on the stage with Jay-Z. Um, you already mentioned Nas. I think Nas... It's 20 songs. Nas could absolutely be on the stage with Jay-Z. I, I think it's an insult to say that Nas could not. You know what I'm saying? Nas should have fucking said something immediately. Like, bitch, who the fuck you think you are? Not saying I can win. Not to saying he can win or anything like that. Even though I might think he can win. But who knows on this fucking podcast. On this podcast, fucking Mary J. Blige is better than Mariah Carey. But um, he, he could absolutely <laughs> stand on the stage with Jay-Z. But then the different question is... Why does Jay-Z think that Kanye can't stand on the stage with him? Because first off, Kanye, and I've said this throughout every fucking verses that we've had, a producer cannot go against an artist because the producer is going to be heavily favored because of the advantage there. And Kanye, not only do I think Kanye, and I'm not a huge Kanye fan. I am not a Kanye disciple. I am not the fucking Kanye believers. I think Kanye is fucking nuts. But... (laughs) I absolutely think Kanye can stand on the stage with Jay-Z, and I think Kanye would win against Jay-Z, given all of his production credits and all of his rapping, and Jay-Z essentially can't use Blueprint. So if you take Blueprint away from Hove... He still has six other albums. Right, he he, he still has six other albums, but so does Kanye. And a lot of... A lot of the the songs that are bridging the gap between old Jay-Z and Jay-Z kind of moving into the next part of his career happened on Blueprint. Like Blueprint, Blueprint, Blueprint was kind of that shift into the next kind of more modern part of his career. And if Kanye has that too, Kanye can go into the Blueprint bag just as much as Jay does. I think that Kanye can absolutely go against Jay-Z. And I think Kanye would also win. Um, and I don't think that's the interesting conversation. I don't think that's even the interesting one. The interesting one was when people said Lil Wayne. Now, I don't think Lil Wayne will beat Jay-Z. But I think I think Lil Wayne has enough tracks and enough material to stand on a stage with Jay-Z. And if they're rapping, if they're doing like pure fucking rap, which is what the verses should be about and not a producer versus an artist. I think Lil Wayne will absolutely make it competitive versus Jay-Z, uh, given his catalog. Do you think that any rapper could, like, if you went apples to apples, because, I mean, you make a good point about the producer piece. Do you think there's a rapper that could beat Jay-Z? Nas, I, I th- rapping, I think Nas could absolutely beat Jay-Z. I agree. Um, okay. I think... You're talking about just rappers? Yeah, just pure like if it was a versus and it was it was artists, just not lyrics? necessarily, not necessarily producers or musicians. 
Like just the just rappers. I mean, if we just get into rappers, I mean, you have to start talking about your three thousand, uh, three thousand, yeah. your your Eminem's, your Lupe's. You know what I'm saying? Like if we're just doing that. But going back to what y'all are talking about, so Jay Z said nobody can stand on stage with him. Um, clearly, people can stand stand on stage with him. Can anybody beat him? No. Um, my initial thought was like, mm, Wayne has a lot of hits. The problem with Lil Wayne and a versus is that Lil Wayne doesn't perform well to me, right? He gets into a, like his voice, when he gets in, it's like a whiny, higher octave where you can't really understand what he's saying. Like if you don't know the words, then you won't, you wouldn't, you wouldn't hear. Jay Z can stop a beat and he'll be um, like you can hear every word that he he says, and that'll be more powerful in a versus. Um, Jay Z just has a lot of hits he can pull from, but his hits also um, have like depth to them, as opposed to like a lollipop is not going. It's not gonna hit. You you can't play lollipop against Streets is watching or what an imaginary player. So that's what's gonna take Lil Wayne out. I think it'll be very entertaining. Um but Jay Z still wins that. I mean, if you just go to Jay Z unplugged all those songs, I mean, you know, the songs that are on that album or that footage, that video, whatever. I mean, that's a lot of good songs. That's what it would that, be, honestly. That was a blueprint, wasn't it? Yeah. No, it, uh, it wasn't it just, a just a blueprint. He had Reasonable Doubt on there and stuff, too. Right, yeah. Um, but yeah, if you go back to that and just try to put another rap up against that, it's tough. Kanye has a lot of hits, a lot of features. Um, but he just doesn't... It. I just don't think that, like... Him performing against Jay Z, I think Jay Z's presence and his command of the microphone, and he's a wordsmith, and he'll end up just saying some shit. Like you can still go back and listen to Jay Z albums now and hear some shit that you didn't realize was there. You know what I'm saying beforehand. I think it's just he's just cold with it. So um, I don't think anybody would beat him. The the only person who I've heard uh, who I think that might give him like a run for his money, run for his money. That's already done it. Shout out to DZ Artistic was he brought up Snoop. Um, mm. Snoop against Jay-Z would probably be as far as like competitive, the best, the best day. Because um, they, they're so different. But they both have kind of like the same impact when it comes to their song. So, um, so yeah. But, you know, Snoop's already done it. So that's my take. But like you said, Jay-Z's not going to do it. Uh, Nas. Nas has a lot of good songs, but Nas' songs are way too cerebral. Um, I mean, he has some, like, more popular songs, but, like, Staring out of my project window and fucking 
Life's a Bitch ain't gonna hit the same as a Jay Z song. That's just well, what it I is. Mean, no it, matter if they're better songs. It depends on what whole plays, right? Because if so, if if it's Nas versus if it's Nas versus Jay Z, I think that's where the songs are gonna live. I mean, Jay Z is not gonna pull out. I don't think Jay Z is really gonna pull out like Big Pimpin' versus Nas because that's not that's not where that lives. You know what I'm saying? Like, the, I think you would pull out a Big Pimpin' versus Lil Wayne because we're talking about hits. But like Nas, they're talking about MCing and shit. I see Jay Z pulling out something like Twenty Two Twos versus Nas, but I don't think he pulls out Twenty Two Twos versus Lil Wayne. You know what I'm saying? I think that's just it. Just depends on where the verses resides, and Nas wouldn't be. Let's go hit for hit. Right, nah, but but right. the thing is, Lil Wayne has his own Twenty Two Twos. If he if he really wanted to go in that bag, you know what I'm saying? I mean. He's kind of muddied up his own water with just a lot of just different shit that he's done. Um, but if you listen to any, like for the like the last two three years, Lil Wayne features verses. Mm-hmm. That nigga is like snapping. That nigga's going off. So let's not get it twisted. Lil Wayne's still one of the yeah. best lyricists that we've and, ever heard. And and I mean, verses is also a show. So what happens when fucking Lil Wayne shows up the verses with him, fucking Turk, <laughs> fucking BG and, and Juvie? Like it doesn't matter what track it is. That's a win. That's gonna be a win just to see them so niggas back. If he together. shows if he shows up with BG, he's definitely gonna win because yeah. BG is locked up for the next X amount of years. So they can, he, they can holograph that nigga. And they, and they, Hologram and they, that nigga. <laughs> Holograph, holograph that nigga, dig yourself. <laughs> uh, I thought BG was about to get out though on Instagram. He be talking like he about to get out. Shout out, shout out to uh, Ladoogie. And what and what resonates in the nostalgia category more, nostalgic Jay Z or nostalgic Cash Money? I'm talking about in the versus community, not. Us, because I think we kind of know, but it would be Jay Z, because I would. I feel like the versus community has an East Coast bias. What? It has an East Coast. East Coast niggas are getting murked on versus, like they are, but they're also getting more burned than they should should be getting. Right, they get way more burned, but I don't (laughs) think a lot of people know pre Lollipop Lil Wayne, and that's right the issue. And then mixtape Lil Wayne, like I mean, I don't know if everyone knows about that either. I want to see Best of Me come right behind with the fucking what was the name of the squad when uh, Lil Wayne did Best of Me? Squad up, yeah, with uh, yeah, with about, Carolina Blue Kicks, nigga. I thought about that. Yeah, that, that's first thing. That'd I thought be good. About. Yeah, like Lil Wayne beats Jay Z in that. <laughs> yeah, kills him on his own beat. Kills him on his own beat. Uh, fuck it, my favorite, my favorite team is the Lakers. Lake Yellow Yeah. If y'all never heard the best of me freestyle with Lil Wayne, y'all should go check that out right now. Like stop the podcast. Pause the podcast or stop it and just go probably have to go to YouTube because it's not gonna be on anything else. It might be on the intro. Oh, okay. Well then there it is. Alright, man. Um. So um, we'll see. I mean, we'll see what happens. Like, I think we're we're reaching the lull for 
person. So hopefully they do something to shake this shit up because they need to. They want to continue this shit. So he damn near volunteered himself to be in versus now. The question is, what is the incentive? He basically Zero. he basically signed up and said, "I want to be in verses now." A nigga, a, I mean, a, a nigga who doesn't think anybody can fuck with him on verses doesn't say anything about verses. He said yeah, something. That's true, but, but, but it's not. But it's not that. That's what he's supposed to say. Like Jordan, who can beat you in your prime? Nobody. I mean, that that's what he's gonna say. He should say that. Whether he, you know, what I'm saying, whether that's the case or not. He's of that stature that he has to say that. He's not like a second tier person. But you know I, what? I, I, I never I, thought about that shit, though, until you just said that. Would. And the funny thing is he was saying that shit to Swiss Beats, Beats wife. I didn't think about that. And like the Jordan example, that makes sense because Jordan is retired. You're not about to play one on one versus Kobe. You know what I'm saying? But a rapper, you're not retired. This, Nas is still putting out fucking albums. Nigga, unless you fucking forgot your fucking rhymes, nigga, you can rap today, nigga. You're really not retired. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I'm saying, do you, but does that mean that Jay Z is doing a versus? Because I mean, I didn't the think nigga about it, like, is never going to do way. a versus. He didn't. The nigga said up, the Swiss Beats wife. That up. seems disrespectful he if he really wasn't going to do it. Like if he ain't really down to do it. He didn't bring up Swiss Beats wife, but whoever that whoever asked him about it, like. When the Alicia Keys, they was on the thing. They was doing the right. little show. I don't know if she asked him, but I mean, it's not like he brought it up. Like, but his his response was still strong as fuck. Where I mean, it's one thing to be like, I don't want to do versus. Not where my head is at. I'm focused on other things in my fucking life right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think it would be great to team up with other artists, but I just don't want to do it. Okay, fine. But you can't say no nigga can fuck with me in versus. Period. No nigga ever walking the earth could ever fuck with me, but I don't want to do it. Like that. Nah, you you can't call well, everybody hoes. You you basically just call everybody hoes, and said you're not going to do a versus like that's that's that's, that's Michael Jordan. Everybody hoes. <laughs> Michael Jordan did call everybody a hoe. I don't know. I mean, I I, I wouldn't expect Michael Jordan to say Alabama on LeBron. I wouldn't expect him to say that. Not Bam on LeBron, but he gonna say who was better, you or LeBron? Me. Like he gonna say that. Saying I think I just feel like that's what Jay Z doing. Like Jay Z, who could beat you in the verses? Because that's what we want to. That's what the question is really asking. Not who can physically stand on the stage. You little mama slid on the stage with him. It's just who can beat you? Who can give you a run? Nobody. And did I talk about this on on the podcast, or is it just in my notes about like? After like you, you beat the pussy, after you beat the pussy up, you stand on the bed like little mama with your arms crossed <laughs> on stage, lead a hole smoking. Boy, little mama was like a purity fucking fool when she did. No. That. <laughs> that shit made me feel so uncomfortable when I saw it on TV. Free a hey, free T-shirt for any nigga who could get their girl to take a picture of them. Let's say uh, arms up. You know, so post coitus, you doing the little mama, dog. And if she coats eyes, you get a free t shirt. Both of y'all can get the free t shirt. You and your old lady. Oh, man. <laughs> two t shirts. Bro, two little mama was wilding. What the fuck was little mama thinking? Nothing. No. <laughs> Nothing at all. She killed her career. Oh, man. Little mama didn't really have no career. I mean, once right. the nigga her said. Face, yeah. face killed her career. <laughs> yeah, when nigga said she, she looked like, like Bow Wow, it was a wrap. 
Then she stole the sausage song from the little boys in Miami beating on the desk. Yeah. <laughs> she, had, huh? she had a series of gas. <laughs> yeah, it was a series. You 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 don't know the sausage song? Oh. Oh, there man. I ain't trying uh, to shame. If it's embarrassing, don't worry about it. No, I, I'm trying to see how it starts off. Because like they start off saying eggs, grits, bacon, sausage. Air, some, 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 some sausages. I might be skinny, but I love that sausage. Sausage, 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 sausage. Uh, you don't, that doesn't sound familiar? Yeah, no, but it's, it sounds terrible. I, I, ain't, I ain't have a uh, Little Mama Greatest Hits album. So, like hey, I she said, she she that. bit she bit the sausage song, no pun intended. She bit the sausage, um, but now nah, it was like a, a, I mean, it's probably for y'all had the internet. I had the internet earlier than everybody else, but that's probably why y'all ain't see it. I mean, for our fans. It was like a little challenge or something, wasn't it? Well, I'm just saying, they started, people just started doing it. But it started from little niggas in my... And little mom, my, mom may try to make a song from it and get money from it. Oh, that's trash. I'm glad I got the uh, the YouTube you gotta pay for. I ain't gotta do ads and shit. That's her song? Yeah, this is her song right here. Then she stole that nigga shit too. That's the beginning of the song. You didn't even try to just. She didn't try to make it her own thing. Nah, nah, I had made this up. Like we was riding on the bus, um, on the way from Philly to New York, and that shit just came to me. Yeah, right, nigga. On YouTube, you got a grand slam and shit. Y'all y'all fuck little mama. This shit is missing. Y'all beat y'all beat little mama. No, no. I mean, yeah, but I mean, that ain't saying a lot. Have you ever met a nigga say that before? <laughs> hey man, she killed that. Uh, she, she left eye on that uh, TLC. She did do. Uh, uh, but my thing is, yeah. she, she biopic, a biopic. She is very, very skinny. In a way that. No, um, they say about skinny, skinny girls. Shaming. Not you skinny shaming. It's a, it's a place in this world for slim girls. No, they say about skinny girls. I'm talking about me. I ain't talking about the world. I, I, I like a slim chick. Me. No, no, no. I know you do. Hey, I, I, mean, I think JJ had a question for the group. Oh. Okay. I mean, you know what they said about skinny girl. <laughs> <laughs> what they say? You know, they like straws, man. You know, the biggest part is the hole. Nineteen. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. No. Uh, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Wood. Wood was following. We'll follow Tiana Taylor since her sweet 16. Boy. <laughs> that nigga was like, I can't wait. 19? <laughs> oh, 
Oh man, sausage. Oh, uh, all right, man. Speaking of sausage. Speaking of generations of sausage. sausage. <laughs> man, rest in peace, OG John Madden. John Madden uh, passed on yesterday. Is this like a palate um, cleanser? This is a hell of a transition, like a palate cleanser. Yeah, we, topic. it's a palate cleanser. Right, because we, we was having a hell of a good time before. <laughs> right. Uh, we, we, it's, like a, death right it's, like a, it's like a sorbet. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a sorbet. It's a, it's a lemon sorbet to get us um, reset up. But yeah, um, rest in peace, John Madden, um, legendary football coach uh, of the Oakland Raiders, won a I think he won. It was one Super Bowl. I think it was a Super Bowl. Um, and became went on to become a huge, the quintessential broadcaster. At least during our growing up. I mean, I can't think of anyone bigger than John Madden and Pat Summerall from Lake City, Florida, um, every Sunday. So um, I know he was. He, he flipped from CBS to Fox, which was a huge deal at that time. Like. Um, for broadcasters to get that much burn, so um, rest in peace to him. Also, you know, I'm not a video big video game game guy, but I definitely did play Madden back in the early days um, when it was on P- PlayStation One and Two, um, and uh, you know, wanted to share show our love to to him. I know this is a big deal for a lot of the gaming community, but I saw him more as a as a f- football guy before all that shit. But you know. Any thoughts? Yeah, man. I mean, if you're if you're a fan of the game, not just like players, you know, I'm a I'm a Michael Vick fan, or I'm a uh, fuck who would it be now, o- uh, Odell Beckham fan. Like, if you're just a fan of the game of football, there are just certain names that kind of you know they're indelible on the history of the game. Man. And John Madden was just one of those people. You know, back when back when football was really kind of a a bootleg sport, you know what I'm saying? Like, motherfuckers is making money, but football was still kind of like, all right, fuck it, we need somebody to do this fucking commentary. Well, shit, John said he'll do that shit, you know what I'm saying? He ain't got nothing else to do on Saturday. I mean, on Monday nights. All right, fuck it, well, here come John Madden. And then he did the shit, and he kept doing the shit. And, like, he'd be on his bus, because then wasn't he, like, scared to fly or some shit? And he would drive yeah, the John fly. Madden bus yeah. from, like, city to city, and like he would stop and talk to coaches and talk to players, man. He was like he was always a coach, and he's just indelible on the game of football, man. So I mean, it's bigger than John Madden football. I don't even know if he's ever even played John Madden football. Probably not. But um, it's bigger than like the game, you know, the video game of football. It's bigger than you know, just you know. I think he has what was his commercials? He has some commercials. It might have been Chunky Soup or something like that back in the day. Uh-oh. Yeah, he did. I can't remember, but he did um, have some commercials. I mean, he's like synonymous with the game of football, man. So the game definitely lost a Titan. Um, we don't really have John Madden's anymore. We lost um, we lost the 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 older Sable um, with NFL films. I think the Sun is now doing stuff like that. So once we start to lose those type of names, I mean, we don't really have long tenured people that are still like supporting the game that way. You know what I'm saying? Al Davis passed. Um, Don Shula just passed uh, a year ago. So we got to write new history, man. We got to have new people attached to the game. So that's why I get kind of excited. I mean, a lot of people, not a lot of people, people don't like anything nowadays. That's what's in vogue to not like anything. 
So I think Tony Romo would be a great ambassador to the game to be a 20, 30 year broadcaster. You know what I'm saying? Of course, that won't happen because nobody likes anything. But you need that, man. You need that continuity in the game, those faces that you remember that kind of tell the story and paint the picture of what football is. Because without that, it's just a it's just a production like we see today, NFL, you know, network and shit like that, which is great. It's a great channel. But it becomes too much glitz and glamour, man. You don't have anybody to tell the story like you have in a John Madden. So hopefully we get back to that, man. We need somebody to replace a John Madden, if that's even a thing. I don't think you can replace a John Madden. But we do need a contemporary something that is close in uh in the 2020s and 2030s. So rest in peace, John Madden. Um, they were what was it? oh, I was listening to uh pro football talk or something, and they were saying, "How do you honor John Madden?" So one of the dudes had said, "Um, eventually when the league expands to Oakland again and brings a team there." They should call that shit the Maddens or the All Maddens. Because they was, he was like, well, the Browns are named after Paul Brown, so why not? So dude was like, nah, that's probably not going to happen. And then he was <laughs> like, you know, Super Bowl trophy already got a name. Championship trophies already got a name. And then he was talking about, like, naming the Super Bowl after John Madden, like the Madden Bowl or something to that effect or whatever, but... Um, as far as football goes, he was truly an iconic figure. And I actually, I knew he won the Super Bowl, but I didn't realize he had won as many division titles as he did and, like, so many AFC championships and all that. Like, And I also definitely didn't know he had the highest winning percentage in NFL history. So that shit was crazy. He was not just, like, some kind of bit figure who made his chops in broadcasting. Like, he was really, like, sweet. And just... uh you know, understanding and an appreciation for the game of football, but also surrounding the video game. So many classic stories, like people you're cool with, um, that you got cool with playing Madden. So many epic battles, tournaments, like all kind of crazy catches and like weird stuff. I mean, like a, a lot of people like bonded over the game of Madden and. I mean, if you're a gamer, period, like, I damn near think everybody pretty much, you know, unless you're just a hardcore first-person shooter or something like that, but everybody's played Madden. For the last several years, Madden was damn near, like, the only game I played. Like, I would have other games, and I might check them out, but the majority of my time that I spent gaming for a period was just Madden. Like, i go buy a whole console just to play Madden, so. And think um, about it. Think about it. You just mentioned the video games. Outside of maybe Tiger Woods, there is no other video game that's out right now that's named after a person, I don't think. Mm, yes. Yes, good observation. And then, so, back, jumping back to, um, basically, people was like, oh, there are greater coaches. And dude was like, who? He was like, Belichick. He was like, yeah, but, I mean, Belichick, Belichick was kind of like just a coach. He was like, There'll never be a game called Belichick. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, so you I mean, Matt, I mean, when you when you use the word icon, that's John Madden. Like he's he's an icon for real. Like he's damn near part of everybody's life. Like, think about the people that don't even play Madden, don't watch football, whatever, might not watch football, but they bought the video game for a family member or something more. Yeah, I mean 
a casual Super Bowl watcher. He called, I think, 11 Super Bowls. You probably sat in on a Super Bowl that John Madden called. Like, he's touched so many people's lives. It's, it's, um, it's kind of wild. Yeah. All right. He said the all Madden yeah. team. That shit was raw. Yeah. Um, yeah, we need another Madden, but that's like trying to get another Prince or another Michael Jackson. Kind of the what, like, 5,000 was saying. Um, yeah, a contemporary one. Um, I don't know that he was just so well respected by everyone. Uh, and I think just because he loved the game so much. I don't even know if people love football the way people used to love football back in the day. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's, it's sad, you know, rest in peace. And like you said, so so much of our childhood, adolescence, up until fuck, even now, um, especially us being like men revolved around Madden. Um, I wasn't a big Madden player after it first came out just because I got the wrong, um, I think I got a Sega Saturn and everybody else got a PlayStation at the time. It was just really sad. Um, I got the wrong gaming system at the time, but even still, it was just. You know, it was still a part of my life. You know what I'm saying? Dorm room shit, niggas talking shit, niggas betting, niggas uh, getting in fights. Just uh, even barbershop talk. Just, you know, niggas just do it. And as dudes got older, you know, niggas still play Madden to this day. Uh, Now you can play. You can be at your house. I can be at my house and niggas play. So, um. I mean, that's not going to stop, but, you know, the guy who it was based after, you know, again, like I said, it's just little pieces of us are dying every fucking week. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's just sad, nigga. It's just sad. Um, But also, rest in peace, uh, Desmond Tutu. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. We, we, um, he passed. Uh, Nobel Peace Award recipient um yeah who else passed uh i think we need to talk about uh demarius uh thomas baby who's be <laughs> yeah, we talk about receiver Thomas's. for uh the broncos definitely got me to some fantasy football finals you know what i mean um he passed at an early age also um so yeah man you know like I say, life is too short not to be happy, man. So, y'all uh, live the fuck out of your life while you can, while you're living. Absolutely. All right, man. Um, so, we haven't talked about Insecure this season. We haven't. So, yeah, we, we really haven't talked about a lot of shows because we all on different schedules as far as that shit's concerned. That, that's just... That is what it is, but insecure. Um, Should we say spoiler alert first? <clears throat> In case you haven't watched it, spoiler alert. I think you just did. I think you just did it. Good, good, got it. Yeah. So for sure. All right. Um. So I wanna. Um. So, so, so like I said, insecure ended after five seasons uh, this past Sunday. I want to say that first of all, I think insecure 
like we've talked about insecurities like it's been going on as long as this podcast has been going on basically and we've been which i just thought about that but we've been doing insecurity caps as long as we've been a podcast because it just it's been that that big of a show i think it's something it was a show that was very unique um to the black experience at least for our generation um, i felt like they wrote it in a way that was pretty accurate to how we communicate and how we deal with one another in a way that was funny, but it was still, you could feel it because it felt authentic. So I'm, I will say that I'm, I'm sad to see the show end. Um, I will also say this wasn't necessarily the best season for insecure. And we could get into that when we start doing a breakdown of, um, of the finale, but you know, I thought it was in general, like, I think the finale was really, really well written. Like, I just like the point of view that Issa took as far as how she um, kind of they they took they they basically wrapped up the show, a show that I didn't think they was going to wrap up because of how the other sh- stories were written throughout the season. But they wrapped it up in a way where they kind of just showed milestones in the form of everyone, all the characters birthdays and they showed them making different um, leaps in their lives. Like for example, uh, Issa, um, built up her business. Uh, she, she built up her business that she, that she created until uh, the point where she had her own office space. Um, I know Kelly, um, got up, had a baby with a nigga from fam, um, uh, shout out to James Bland. Um, Molly got married and engaged and everything. So, I mean, it was, it was cool to see that, see those stories happen. Um, so I will say that. Um, any thoughts on the... Well, first of all, you started like we were about to talk about this season. You said, well, before we get into the finale, we're going to talk about the season. And then you went straight to the finale. But I know you have, you're sleep, <laughs> you sleep deprived, so you I, probably didn't realize I didn't know I said that. that. I hell didn't know I realized. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you can um, Yeah. All right. So I guess we could just talk about this final season. Um, it was... Um, Probably the worst out of all of the seasons, um, but understandably so, just because um, it was like a wrap-up season. Um, I think halfway through the season, they realized they were... I don't know if they started this season saying it was the last season. I don't know if yes or no, if anybody knows no, they that. Did. Yeah, they did. They said it was going to be last season. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, they did so much character development in the earlier seasons um, like I feel like this could have gone on for another five seasons. You know what I'm saying? Um, but this season, all the character development stopped, and they just fast forwarded to the end, which they have to do because you don't have any more seasons to develop these characters and these relationships. Um, I think the one of the Somebody watching Power Rangers? Um, <laughs> That's I a think chef. He's uh, one of the one of the big questions, uh, and this was like later on in the season, uh, was the Lawrence versus what's the last name? Nathan. 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 Um, Nathaniel. It was some team Lawrence. It was some team Nathan. Nathan. But I think it was a whole lot of team, neither one of them niggas. Um, 
I've seen either one of them niggas personally. Yeah, um, I, I guess if we want to start with that, with the whole Lawrence thing, um, it took your homeboy who has no sense to be like, oh man, yeah. I mean, did you really try? Did you fight your hardest? Because I mean, if it was me, I I would do everything in my power to fight for it. And then Lawrence was like, yeah, man, I should fight for her at the wrong place at the wrong time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's... Right, like... uh, All right. Um, And then Nathan, we know he he has mental mental illness. He's bipolar, I believe that's what what he's diagnosed with. Um, And, you know, I've never dated somebody who I've known is bipolar but it seems like that would be rough because they have really high high and really low lows and you don't know who you might get um so inconsistency I'm sure is an issue with that and it seems like that was an issue in their relationship um but it looked like she was willing to work through it so I don't know I I, I was team neither one of them niggas too um but that I think that was the only really good episode <laughs> That was like the only good episode. That was the second to last oh, the one episode. Trying to fight. Right, uh, Molly and her her new her new dude were were high. I always like to my like, edible episodes are always funny. And we're all beating in a uh, in a pantry. Somebody right in the pantry. I was always cool. So, um, I guess. I mean the and the thing. Go ahead. go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to come in on the Lawrence part, but go ahead. Finish your thought. No, no, because I, I was about to just keep rambling. So uh, go ahead. I mean, that was a storyline I hated, the Lawrence storyline, because, I mean, it feels like I don't like Team Lawrence. I'm de- I, I, I may not be Team Nathan, but I'm definitely not Team Lawrence because I feel like she's been in a relationship with this nigga at least three times during the whole fucking series. And it's just not it's not realistic. Because everything that women are essentially against and everything that they say on a meme and social media every fucking day is the complete antithesis to what the fuck is going on with Lawrence. Like, this nigga went out, had a baby with another motherfucking chick. This nigga is like, at one point in time, he's broke and he's not doing nothing with his fucking life. You know, and then he goes and gets his shit to fucking gather. And she goes and fucks with another nigga and Lawrence is like trying to be messy and break up a happy home after she's with that nigga. And now women are like, oh, yeah, fucking right. Team Lawrence. I'm like, but I thought y'all was against like breaking up happy homes and shit. She's clearly fucking with this nigga. But you're 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 with that shit. And it brought up the whole like um, Dwayne Wayne and, and 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 Whitley type of shit. And I'm like, bro, like y'all are all over the fucking place. I don't know a lot of bipolar niggas. But I do know niggas from Houston, and Nathan should have beat the fucking dog shit out of motherfucking Lawrence just off principle. Like, nigga, like, you know I came with her, that's my fucking girl, I don't give a fuck if y'all got history, what the fuck are y'all talking about? And really, it doesn't even matter what the fuck you're talking about. Issa, come the fuck on. And if she don't come the fuck on, and Lawrence, he finally got something to say, like, nigga, I'm trying to talk to her right now. He should just punch him in his fucking mouth off top. Like, bitch, like, who the fuck are you talking to? Like, that whole shit was just unrealistic to me. And niggas like, nah, it's romantic. He's fucking going to talk to Issa. He's trying to go get his girl. I'm like, 
That makes no fucking sense. If you're with a nigga, if you're with a nigga right now and your ex comes up and like starts professing his love to you in front of your older nigga, that shit is not about to go down on some romantic type shit. It's about to be like, ah, oh, this nigga lame, girl. This nigga trying to fuck with me while I got a nigga down. Like, that's not the way the fucking shit is about to go down. And like, that shit really aggravated me. Well, like, you know, women were like, oh, Team Lawrence and all of this fucking shit where any nigga today in regular life who would do that would essentially be labeled as a fucking herb for doing that. I like the rest of it. That that was, that, that's what it was for me, though. Like, because the show was, the show's been so well written throughout the, all the previous seasons and focused on like the imperfections of people, you know what I'm saying? Like in a way that is like, oh, I can relate to that. I've I, I've been there. I can see that this feels real to me. This whole season didn't feel real at all. Like at the end of the previous season, Issa and Molly hated each other. These motherfuckers was immediately friends on, at the end of the first episode. I was like, didn't y'all motherfuckers just hate each other? When motherfuckers got beef, like friends have real beef. That shit takes a long time to fix. Oh, wait, that shit wait, ain't no, wait, ain't no stop, solve hold, for that. Stop. If you're, if you're, men, if you're men, don't act like we don't see women. <laughs> they hate each other on fucking Monday, okay, okay. but by the time Thursday rolls around, like they fucking like friends like shit. Like that's why it's like hard to like have like a discussion where you're trying to like help her through some shit. And oh, and like ten days later, it's like, wait a minute, I thought I thought we hated this bitch. Like ten days ago, we were just like, fuck this bitch, but now y'all are cool now. So oh, okay, well I guess that's what we're doing. Like now that yeah, shit is fair. very realistic. That motherfuckers will change their mind quick. But they okay, that's fair. That's fair. I can't I, I can't I can't even get into that. You're right. You're right. But then the other part, the whole okay, because J. Joe made a very good point when he was talking about how. His homeboy, who was like the doofiest, like he's one of, he was one of my favorite characters, but the doofiest nigga was just like, did you even fight for it, nigga? Like this shit was an afterthought. Yeah. And no one wants to say anything about it. Like I was like, this nigga didn't know he loved her until a nigga was like, man, you didn't fight for her. You wasn't that into her. Because yeah. he wasn't. He wasn't. Like, and, and, and really, <clears throat> from a man's perspective, if you're being realistic about it, Issa dropped this nigga because he didn't have his shit together. Told him to get the fuck, and this nigga moved on to his uh, moved on with his life. He got a career. He met some nice chicks. He, he got the little teller bay. He did. He was doing. They was doing their thing yep. in parallel, basically. And in real life, that's how that shit would work. A nigga would get his shit together. He would move on in his life and would be with somebody else. Niggas so, rarely just go back to the motherfucker that, that fucked him over five years ago. Like I just never seen that shit before. Right. Right. So so and so I keep hearing about like, oh, they changed the ending like last minute. Um I don't I don't think it should have ended that way, right? So I I understand both both ways, right? So you have where you can end it in like the real way, right? Where it's not a happy ending. Most endings aren't like fairy tale endings, and the people that started end up together, right? Um, but when you do that, then you have people unhappy with your finale, 
So, i.e., Sopranos, Seinfeld, whoever the fuck that everybody hates their finales. But sometimes that's what makes a show good is that you just end it real lifestyle. So it's fine if, like, Kelly's pregnant. She's fine to do it. It's fine if Molly got a fade and went to therapy all in three weeks. And she's, <laughs> she's, 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 she, she's put back together and she's, she's whole now. Um, but it's also okay if Lawrence and Issa didn't end up together. It would have been okay. Um, because like you said, in real life, he got his shit together. Um, they were happy. She cheated on him. Damn, that's a lot to come back. First of all, you left me at my lowest, right? You can argue that's what she should have done or not. But just speaking from that, from the man's point, you left me at my lowest. I got my shit together. We bought us a couch. You fucked a nigga on the couch. You know what I'm saying? Or wherever she fucked a nigga in the studio. Right. Well, goddamn. You know what I'm saying? At that point... Like that nigga did, he went and fucked his feelings away. All right. He did that. I think somebody else talked to that nigga about like, well, maybe you should go back to her and talk to her. And that's when they had the dinner and they reconciled again. You know what I'm saying? So he's like, all right. And then, boom, Condola has the baby. And then you leave me again. <laughs> right? Right. Right. You, so, so. You have essentially left me twice. So, at, again, I don't know what that nigga sign is, but, but he definitely ain't <laughs> no goddamn Aries. <laughs> we, going, we going back for thirds? You know what I'm saying? Like, right. that's just not... And, Realistic and, at all. And on her end, like, damn, this nigga had, has a baby. You know what I'm saying? Like, she went from like, I, the way that it just jumped to like, oh, now she loved this little nigga. It was, she threw that baby. You know what I'm saying? She yeah, punted that baby. Yeah, we punted that baby. Right. Yeah. And now, oh, you know, whatever, whatever. They're That's together. the other thing. Does ne- the, in real life, I maybe we need a woman for this perspective. But I swear to God, ain't no woman fucking with the um, the break baby. But they, but people do. So, so that I'm, I'm gonna go to another point after for this this one. So. It would it would have been okay and more real and she had like a whole nother nigga. Um for her just to to be like, all right, you know what? I got my shit together, I got my business together, but you know what? I still need to work on my love life. My love life's not together. I'm still out here searching. Um but you know, they gave us the fairy tale and people seem to be happy with it. Um, so it is what it is. Um Had, hold on, I had one more point. Everybody that. says that Lawrence remember. is a Libra. That's what I'm what I'm saying. Everybody keeps um, giving a Libra. Okay. Uh, like I said, definitely one of the Aries. <laughs> but on the other part of like, all right, happy endings, blah, blah, blah. Um, it's good to see um the the ends justify the means, kind of sort of in a way. So it's like um Issa ended up getting what she wanted, it wanted, but it didn't look the way that she thought it would look in her mind. And I think mm-hmm. that's what we get caught up in, just us being just humans, right? So, like, in the end, 
She ended up with Lauren. She ended up with a child. She got that feeling, right? She got the feeling of completeness, of family, but it wasn't how she looked. It wasn't how she thought it was going to look in her mind. Molly ended up marrying the man of her dreams, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Happy. But guess what? Her mother passed in the process. So it's like, oh, you know, at the end, I married the man of my dreams who I thought I should be with. I have that feeling, but I didn't picture it with my mother not being here. You know what I'm saying? So I think if you look at that aspect of like the whole show in its entirety, like, yeah, everybody got what they wanted, but you have that feeling, but it's not the it's not how you pictured it in your brain. You didn't picture your your dream house, your dream life in Denver. You know what I'm saying? It's just mm-hmm. so yeah. you're if insecure talk anything is like, you know, maybe not get caught up in the what you have in your mind of what something should look like and more so focus on the end feeling, that end gratification of um what that what that accomplishment is uh reaching that goal whatever that goal is yeah That's like real. don't don't be so prescriptive and, and i think we see that a lot now people are very prescriptive about what their life is supposed to be like like down to the car making model and shit right and it's like that's not how life is. You know what I'm saying? You start to you can't help but watch the finale of Insecure and think about wait, your wait, own. Wait, 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 So all them mashes and shit we did in elementary, them shits don't count. They don't count, bro. Damn. Right. Come on, the little paper thing? Yeah. The little four way? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. But like Man. life life doesn't happen how you draw it up. And like what I took from it, you know what I'm saying? It was like, just have fun with the shit. You're gonna end up exactly where you're supposed to be. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't get bent out of shape about, like, shit not going according to your very detailed plan. Because honestly and truly, I mean, as far as Issa's concerned, we really didn't go nowhere. We ended up in the same exact spot that we fucking started. She just ended up with a better fucking job. You know what I'm saying? And she was older and she, of course, she went through some growth. But we're still with Lawrence fucking five fucking seasons later. We really didn't go anywhere, even though it took us some revolutions and some emotions to make that a better situation. And a lot of times that's what it's going to be. You may not move forward or you may not move back, but you might revolve in the same place a couple of times until you get to the level of maturity that you need to be where you're supposed to be. Molly, like you said, you know what I'm saying? She, she fucking, she, it's not how she drew it up. The nigga that she ended up with was the nigga that she hated, right? She like, didn't like this nigga. That nigga hated her. Yeah. You know? And that's the that's the dude that she ended up with. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how life is. And you can't help but look back at your own life and say, did, where I am right now, did I think that I would end up this like this, whatever, 10 years ago? When I graduated from fam, did I think that I was going to be me 10 years later? And honestly, the answer is no. That was the best part of the show to me. Like, being able to reflect... And put things in that context. Not that Lawrence and Nathan shit. But the life shit definitely did resonate. And that is the realistic piece of it. And maybe that's... I think that probably... Not to be sexist or anything. But I think we all as men could see that as... A good realistic story. Like a great story that you're telling. Like the shit that you get that you expect in life. You're not necessarily going to get. But you'll get something good. 
if you yeah. do the right things and all this type of shit. So I, that that's positive in that sense. I hope I hope people saw that lesson coming out of it. I mean, because and maybe they did because even the people I saw was talking about how you know Issa's gonna be a great stepmother. She's gonna step up and all that stuff. Like he's the same motherfucker said they would never deal with a nigga that had a kid. So you know, yeah. no, maybe what, it's a shift. <laughs> what was the biggest, I guess, thought piece that came out after this? Did Issa settle? That was the big question. And it's like, in the grand scheme of life, there's no fucking such thing as fucking settling. You know what I'm saying? Like, eventually you get to the point where you decide that you're gonna be with something that is gonna make you that is gonna make you happy. Whether that motherfucker makes more money, less money, whether that motherfucker is how you drew it up on the fucking in the, in, in the mash paper, you know what I'm saying? Eventually you end up with the person who makes you whole, makes you happy. And money may not have that much to do with it. You know what I'm saying? But everybody settling and that type of mindset is really like, that's a really immature mindset to me because it's very materialistic. It's very metric oriented. You know, it's got people on paper. How much does this motherfucker make? Like, are they a doctor and shit like this? You know, who do they know? It's a, right. It's, it's a, it's a, a, chip, it's a chili brother. list. Yeah. It happens you know. though. You know, and I believe it happens. Oh, I mean, I think it absolutely happens. I think that's why you got so many unhappy motherfuckers walking this earth talking about, I refuse to fucking settle. It's like, okay, well, hey, refuse to fucking settle, but that's not really how life works. Right. Um, What's what's that saying? If you want to see God laugh, tell him your plans. You know what I'm saying? Like, who... Like when you woke Nobody, up this morning, but, you didn't know you was gonna have one of the fucking bubble coating boxers. You know what I'm saying? Not at all. <laughs> you could, you couldn't have drew that up. I'm evolved enough to appreciate when it happens. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh, why the fuck about the bubble coated boxers today? No. That's not how I drew my life up today. No, they no. you roll with it. Let me, but that's it. I let, mean, let me ask you this. Like one. you said, go ahead. It's April 2004, and somebody from the future in a DeLorean comes and says, "So you." J. Joe, Five Stacks, and Chef are going to do a podcast one day. First off, what the I, fuck is a podcast? What the fuck is a podcast? You guys are going to have a radio show one day. I would I would laugh till I peed. <laughs> They'd be like, why are you soaked with urine? Right. <laughs> I would have a story. That's nasty than just peeing on yourself. It's non-controllable soaked, shit. Soaked through hands. with urine. I'm like, what the fuck know. are you talking about? Filthy with urine. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's... But that's what I'm saying, man. Like, the more you live life, man, the more you'll enjoy it. You know what I'm saying? Like, stop... Listen, stop giving a fuck what everybody else has to say, man. Like, this is like your life, nigga. You know what I'm saying? I've seen memes or it's a song, or I think Drake says, like, I'm not going to argue uh, with somebody on my Wi Fi that I pay for. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> nigga, I will just fucking block you or not pick up the phone or whatever the fuck I need to do because I pay for this shit. It's mine. It's my life. I pay for this bitch. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I put on this bubble coat. I put these boxes on this morning. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to lounge and talk to my niggas all day. You know what I'm saying? But some people are just really caught in like my life has to look like this. 
and usually when they do that, it's for somebody else. It's yeah. for their parents. It's for their ex. I have to show them, you know, I I won in this or some other bullshit. When really, it's your life. Like, just enjoy that shit. Like, if you if you still dealing with these chili lists, and I'm saying chili from TLC because she had that show. She had a whole list of like what the nigga had to be, and ended up like. I think they put on a date with like a, a black Olympian. She didn't like the fact that the nigga was drinking wine before she got there. Like she she was just checking niggas left and right off the lift, off the lift. Ended up with the doofiest white dude that didn't even believe in God. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just comical at some point. Yeah. Like it's just the dumbest shit. So like, like it's uh, if nothing else, nigga, it's your life. Nigga, do that. Do what the fuck you want to do with it. You know what I'm saying? Like. Get you all the fans page, make you some New Year's Eve money or some shit. I don't know, but like 2022, man, we ain't doing the same shit we did in 2021, man. No, so, sir. Absolutely not. All right, well, boxes, boxes, and bubble coats. Everybody, that's what we doing. Summertime. Wow. So I this thing say right on. That leads us on to year in review. Or how you look on time right now, Wood? One hour and forty minutes. That's a thick. That's a thick podcast. Um, Wrap it up. <laughs> so I don't think we need podcast. to go through all that. I don't think we need to go through all this shit for the interview. Like I had like shit like best album, like best television, like biggest news story. No, let's run it. Let's run it. Run down the list. Let, let me tell you what. Let, well, you hold what on. let the year in review. List. Let that be the with all due respect. Okay. Well. We oh, can, but we, we we didn't have the we, but we didn't have the questions beforehand. We did. Like, not. I mean, like well, we, we absolutely did not. So, so, like album of the year. All right, go ahead. Yeah, so album of the year. What are the um, choices? Huh? Are you giving us choices, or are you just going to name them? I, no, I, I was going to say, what's your favorite? What do, you, what do you think the album of the year is? It's like a, a personal decision. <laughs> That's tough because, like, you you know, the beginning of the year, you be forgetting what the fuck even came out in 2021. Yeah, that's, why need, that's why I need to have this shit beforehand so we can research it. Right. I, I can tell you, um, album of the year, i probably give it to Jasmine Sullivan Hotels. Hotels. Hotels is good. Um, yeah. It, so for me, it was like if I if I I'm out, I don't want to break it up between R and B and rap, so I just want to say one. I would say that I enjoyed King's Disease two more. I think King's Disease two was my favorite album of the year. Um, fuck. Um. Oh, fuck. I liked um Rod Wave's album. Oof. Um, Rod Wave, I like his album. Oh, Rod Wave. Yeah, I like his album. Um, what else do we have? Hotels was definitely a great fucking listen. Um, the off season was good. Um, fuck. Oh, that was Jay Cole. That was like January, huh? Off season was good. Off season was. I think for me, that was my number three. Number, no, my number four. My number three was still um, "Call Me If You Get Lost." Um, the Tyler Creator album. I like the Tyler album. Um, 
Division's album wasn't bad. I don't think it was album of the year, but that wasn't a bad album either. Um, yeah, I, I can't, I can't, I can't give a superlative one to one because I don't think one. I think there were a lot of good albums, but there's not one where I was like, yeah, that's that's that motherfucker. I'll say this year was a better year for music than I expected, given because I think music is usually like a reflection of the of the times that you live that we're living in. Yeah, and. I gotta say, this was a a rough year from a mental perspective. From people, people wasn't they had shit tied too tight. So the the, the fact that we got decent music this year was was actually kind of refreshing. Tanasha came out with an album this year. Hmm. I don't know if y'all fuck with Yeba. Yeba album was pretty fucking sweet. No, I don't fuck with Yeba. I don't know who Yeba is. I do. She from Memphis. She a um, very talented I, white woman. I thought it was a nigga. That'll let you know how much I know. Uh, Yeba's a white girl who sings like an angel. I think she her album was better than Adele's if you wanted to go white girl for white girl. I mean, I'm also not a big Adele fan like that. I mean, black people in general don't like Adele because it's cool to not like Adele. Fair. Do you like Adele? Yeah, I love Adele. It's good music. I love, I love Adele. Uh, Odell, Odell as a person and a singer. How about that? Yeah. That's solid, man. Fuck with you for that. What about you? Five thousand favorite album this year? Um, I don't even know what albums came out this year, but typically when new albums come out, I like play the background because I think I probably said this year before. All the fucking fake music critics, people that don't know shit about music, got to weigh in and. I'd just be like, whatever. Listen to old shit. That's fair. I listen to old shit too, so I can't really say much. But the albums I called out, I can st- I still listen to them shits today. So, especially at Nas, that new Nas is is bumping too. Um, all right, cool. Next best television show for the year. Um, I don't so I don't I don't know in what world it's not Squid Games. I mean, and I'm yeah. not saying, and I don't think it has to be the best. Right, I'm not saying it's the best content because I still think Succession would be the best content, but biggest, like biggest, biggest and like things. most talked about, like show hottest show. I don't think I don't think anything is bigger than Squid Game. Yeah, Squid Game was the biggest show for sure. I agree, but I'm gonna put Succession up there just because Succession's a beast. Like I don't I don't know if. Um, I guess because I've been watching Succession the whole time, like they really stepped it up this season to me. Um, like in a way I wasn't I wasn't expecting, but Squid Games was amazing. I don't know if they'll be able to repeat. They probably will repeat repeat the same sort of um, like viral movement they created, like they did with the first season. But I don't know how it's going if it's going to be as impressive as it was this season. That shit was crazy. I just don't say succession because succession is not for everybody. It's not. You got to have somewhat of an attention span to watch succession. And by virtue of a lot of people watching succession and saying it moves too slow, like that just, it's not for everybody. Hey man, you know what else is a good show? Uh, the the Wu-Tang show. I heard that shit was good. I need to start watching it. I need to catch up on that. Um... Go ahead. 
No, I was just saying I heard it was really well written. So I just yeah, dude. check it out. Sapphire, so I, I mean, the nigga that plays Rizzo, his voice is annoying as fuck. But besides that, I mean, you, we good. Uh, so can we do like the best and worst verses? I was yeah. trying to find a list, but I, I couldn't find a list. So now I'm just going down the verses. So it started the year off. Uh, Keisha Cole and Ashanti. Oh. Uh, that that was Keisha Cole at her worst attitude. Uh, sorry, Wood. Uh, then we went to D'Angelo and Friends where he battled no one. That was this year? Yes. Yeah. Raekwon. Right. So well, Raekwon versus Ghostface. I love that motherfucker, but did nobody watch it but me. Um, we had SWV versus Escape. That was trash. Uh Again, people with attitude problems. Uh, then we had the 420 Red Man, Method Man. I got I high, fell asleep. Shit. I watched that shit high and did not enjoy it. Okay, yeah, I fell asleep on that. Um, moving right along, moving right along. When was the Elements? When was the Elements versus... Hold on, Timberland and Swiss did one. Yeah. Yeah, they did. did. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't watch, watch it. it. No, I don't think anybody did. Did even Trina do one? They sure did. Yeah, we were doing the podcast that day. It was. It, it wasn't good. Oh man! Then the John Legend Alicia Keys was this year too on Juneteenth. Yeah. Oh, that was, that was trash juice. Uh. John Legend got to get back to making like fuck nigga music. Back when nope. we used to make fuck nigga music, and that shit was that, that used to be the best. Yeah, he need to get back to that. No, was that like uh, my girl won't know or whatever that song was? I don't yeah. know. Fuck nigga songs. Another Bow Wow. Uh, Bow Wow versus Soldier Boy. That was that entertaining. Was good. That was uh, Keith Sweat versus Bobby Brown. Great, great verses. Yeah, was, was it? I thought it was good. I enjoyed it. it. I think it was great because Keith Sweat murked a lot of motherfuckers, surprisingly. Motherfuckers yeah. disrespected Keith, and Keith went out there and fucking crushed the buildings. That nigga, that nigga ripped that shit apart, and I like I know I had to like dial my shit back because I expected Bobby Brown to do work and he was awful. Yeah, he did. Then we have the locks versus dipset when Jada Kiss did his Absolutely. motherfucking thing. Uh, then right after that, they tried to run the New York bias back with Ja Rule and Fat Joe. Yes. That wasn't good at all. Fat Joe got murked, but he was up there pretending like he was winning the whole time. Then they did uh, KRS One versus Big Daddy Kane. Uh, respectable, but nobody wanted that shit. Um. Oh, then they had Shaka Khan and uh, Stephanie Mills. We were podcasting during it. Thank God I never watched it because they said Shaka Khan was a mess, and I love Shaka Khan. And last but not least, Bone and Mafia. Ma- so I, Mafia. Did you say? Did you say Earth, Wind, and Fire? And Isaac Brothers? Say, yeah, that, that was, was twenty twenty. That was 2020. No, it wasn't. That was that this was, year. That was 
I was in this house. I just got moved in this house. What year? I moved in this house in March. I think that was in April uh, or May or something. So it had to be April or May. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I could be wrong. Earth, Wind, and Fire versus Isley Brothers. That was that was the best one to me, Day. or at least the second best. Uh, yep, that was April fourth. I missed that one. That had to be like that was top. That was top three. I would say it was it was number two for me after the um, locks and dipset. And then we had one with Jeezy or something. Was that this that year? Was, no, that was that last was year. Um, Earth, Wind, and Fire. I was in a park, so I didn't really get to see it that well. But it had Steve Harvey, which ruined it for me, so that pushed it down at least six notches. So my favorite would be um, in no particular order, Bone, um, Ghostface, Raekwon, and what's the one you just said? That wasn't Last versus Dipset. Oh yeah, and Last versus Dipset. Yep. For sure. But it really wasn't a good battle, like Lots versus Dipset. I like it was just, just entertaining. entertaining. Yeah. Right. Because Jada Kiss was doing the shit. Yeah. All right, you can go back to your list. What was the biggest news story? I th- shit. Biggest news story for me would have to be. <laughs> The insurrection on January 6th, which seems like a, a, a lifetime ago at this point because nothing's happened since then to make it relevant. So, I mean, that, that was the hugest story to me. Uh, after that, um, I guess that's it. Like, this, from a political perspective, I, I, I started to die inside as far as my, my political excitement. <laughs> after that shit yeah I don't see how it's not January 6th I mean there's nothing really bigger than that I mean white people literally tried to take over the fucking country um but I mean you got what you got crypto and NFTs you got COVID still um white people went to space um uh, we left Afghanistan who died what about death we left Everybody. Afghanistan um Death. Um, I don't know. I mean, a lot of a lot of famous people died, but I don't think it was anything bigger than the insurrection. Uh-uh. Yeah, I don't think anything like no, like <coughs> nigga tried to take over the country, right? And and got away with it, and right? And it was it. televised. Like niggas just sitting there watching the whole shit. Like, yeah. like people like look at these white folks. Can we go back to how weird that shit was that day? Because I, I will say, when that shit was happening, I was like, what the... Like, I thought I was... Like, I felt high. Like, I was like, what the fuck is happening? Like, not a good high, though. Like, a PCP sort of... Like, a PCP sort of high. Shit, like, I, I was like, what the fuck like, is happening? How you think we felt? We was like, all right. Like, you was there. We was, like, we was like, all right, now... Now, if these crackers come across Pennsylvania Avenue, what we about to do? They come across Pennsylvania Avenue, we about to lay down a heavy base of fire with strong <laughs> prejudice. Extreme prejudice. <laughs> I, I was just waiting for sunset because they were like, motherfuckers had to be out. I thought that it was about to go fucking down when the sun went down. 
It was going down. Police, no, the police got extra violent when the song. Yeah, it was right, going down. But I, but all it took, I thought, was like one of them insurrectioners to fucking fire at the fucking. I thought it was gonna be some gunplay, like a motherfucker, when the sun went I, down. But I gathered that most of these motherfuckers don't be gunplay. I gathered mm-hmm. most of these motherfuckers is cowards. When it got when it got down to it, yeah, but it's a lot of slow motherfuckers too. It don't take mm-hmm. a lot <laughs> of brains. It's, it's also not hard to recognize that Capitol Police and Metro Police are not the same police. Like Capitol Police is mainly who was go what was going on in Gen- uh, for the whole insurrection. <laughs> MPD is for the city, and they weren't really engaged throughout the whole fucking shit. But later that night, when MPD got involved, where like the Negroes police officers got involved, they That's realized funny. it was a different situation. Like niggas was getting billy clubbed and all type of shit, and niggas <laughs> was definitely like un like the little flip thing that be on the holster. All of that shit is unflipped. These are the jump out boys. The wagons is out. These are the niggas that just like I do this for a living. I am the ta- I'm on the tactical team. I don't even have cuffs. I don't even carry cuffs. I'm here to whoop your ass. Basically. You know what I'm saying? And we was watching that shit on the news. It was like, oh, they in they in DC, DC at this point. <laughs> yeah, I, I did enjoy that. That shit did give my heart a lot of joy. Cause it was like motherfuckers you thought was these motherfuckers thought they was tough till they was like, oh no, this shit real. Y'all yeah. treating us like we black. I think someone I think some of them said that shit. They kept all nah, that shit real. on they kept all that shit on federal property. Once they got into non federal property they realized that there was a different law enforcement uh, presence that was available. Absolutely. All right, cool. So, um, biggest takeaway of 2021, like, what was the biggest lesson that you got? I think we kind of alluded to this, but what was, from a personal perspective, what was y'all's biggest takeaways from 2021? Turn 40, man. It was, you know, mm-hmm. it's a, Nothing has changed. Like there's no, there's no point in my life this year that changed. But I just felt like I'm entering a different chapter. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like it's time to turn a page, whatever that page may be, and just refocus and have a different mindset. I'm, I'm looking at things very differently, and I guess that's just because I'm 40 now. But it's just I'm looking at things through a very different lens than I did before 2021 started. And I don't think that's going to change ever until the next ch- until the next chapter uh, arrives. But that's basically the takeaway, man. I'm trying to, trying to take the focus away from money, man. My entire life, college, after college, has been focused on making money, getting ahead, rat race, so on and so forth. But mm. you start to you start to realize more and more that there's no value in that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you go to more funerals, you see more people die. And I tell people all the time, I've never been to a funeral or a wake or any sort of conversation after somebody died where one of the descriptions that somebody says is that motherfucker show made a lot of money while he was on this earth. It's not something that's it. It's not something that is... An, idiot, an idiosyncrasy of a life well lived 
So why do we put so much stock in that? You know what I'm saying? It's typically the people that you've met, the experiences that you've had, the people that you've helped. That is what makes your life rich. So why do we put so much energy into things that don't make our life actually richer? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the mindset flip that I'm kind of going through when I turn 40 now, man, trying to add more value and more richness in my life that doesn't have to deal with the monetary. Sure. What about, you know, any thoughts, big, big takeaways from the year? Biggest uh, takeaway for me was kind of um, an extension, I guess, from 2020 that life is just fleeting. Like, you realize um, literally nothing is promised to you and just it's best to just grab life by the horns and just do shit and make shit happen. Try to make the best every day. Um, because I think sometimes we think, especially as we're younger, like, oh, you know, I have time to do this. I just graduated from college. I'm only 30, whatever. But literally, you know, I know it's cliche, but life comes at you fast. So just, you know, make the most of every day. True. Same shit, man. I feel like it's been like my, with all due respect, last year going into this year, man, the pandemic ain't showed you nothing at all. That tomorrow's not promised and shit can change in the snap of a finger. Um, So, um, you know, Enjoy yourself while you're here. Be a blessing to other people while you're here. Uh, be a blessing to yourself while you're here. Um, kind of what Wood and 5000 said. Like, do, do what makes you happy um, and try to make other people happy because at the end of the day, that's all they're going to remember you for is how you made them feel. And what what you um, what you brought to their life, you know what I'm saying? If it was joy, happiness, humor, love, affection, whatever it is, that's that's how people are gonna remember you, man. And um, clearly, we're not gonna be here forever. Every week, you know, we lose somebody, at least somebody new. Jasmine Tutu's part of me growing up, John Madden, you know what I'm saying? That list goes on and on. Um, And the more that we have famous people, the more we're going to lose famous people. You know what I'm saying? And that's one of the things. So because we have so many people who we attach ourselves to now because of social media, um, it's more people that um, that that we might potentially lose or whatever, man. So, um, I I don't want us to get to a point where like death is just like, oh, you know, such and such died. Oh, damn, you know, like we can't just become numb to this, man. Like it when when John Madden dies, you, you gotta be like, all right, take a second out. Think about what that meant. You know what I'm saying? 
at least take a beat, you know, and, and let's not just gloss over it. Um, so yeah, man, life is short. Kick it uh, in, pussy. True. Um, for me, I guess I think we're all pretty much aligned. Like turning forty, definitely is a is a shift. Um, and mine was more about it's a little bit different from Wood's point of view. I, I wanted to be in a very specific place at the age of 40. So when I realized I wasn't there, I, I, a lot of things just happened that carry in my favor. And, and God is good in that sense to put me where I needed to be financially and, and all the other places so I could get where I need to be at the age of 40. Like I, I pictured being in a certain space at the age of 40 um, not necessarily for me, but because I wanted my family to be in a certain space by the age of 40 and have a certain sense of security at the age of 40. <clears throat> so I'm there, um, and that took a lot of work. So um, going into the next year, the goal is to kind of be along the line of, of, line of what Wood's saying as far as just living life as opposed to getting putting things in place. I put myself in a position now to where the money's going to come when it's supposed to come and it's going to come. I'm not, I'm not even worried about that type of shit no more, which is great. I never thought I'd be there, be at that point in life, especially now. It seems almost too early for that. But it's like if you if you put the work in, if you do all the shit you're supposed to do, shit starts to get better naturally. And I never thought I'd see that either. So that's a blessing. This year has been a blessing in that sense. But I will say going into 2022, the focus is really just to live life as opposed to working to get things in place. Um, I want to take more trips and do more stuff with my family um, and just enjoy that piece of it. Have have time to rest. Uh, I'm not doing that shit now because of my sweet baby girl, but she gonna get normal soon, <laughs> and when she does, we're gonna we're all gonna kick it. We're gonna go do things, and 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 that's the goal. I'm gonna go to Africa for my boy's 40th birthday. Um, we're gonna go do family trips. Um, we're gonna go to Vegas in March together. Like like it's gonna be we're just gonna do stuff, and I think that's important. Just not just because you you need to do shit just to to get. <laughs> to get out of the rut of just work and 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 sleep and work, but you know it just it's fun to do. It's it's how you create memories, and that's the shit that matters more than any amount of dollars you made. At this point, um, well, what what that's and that's the main goal I have for 2022. I don't do resolutions. I'm gonna get healthier. I'm gonna keep on focusing on that. Um, but other than that, it's really just trying to live life and just enjoy it. More, more than anything else. I wish all his goals for for the rest of the year. No, no, I mean, no, for no, next no, year. No, no, you don't have to take our word for it. <laughs> oh, With all due respect. With all due all right, respect. Cool. Right on. 